Alright, better late than never, right? Better late than never. What's up everybody? Welcome to episode 19, the MFG Show. It is Wednesday, May 25th, 2022. I apologize if you heard all that banging around there. That was just uh, my clumsy ass trying to uh, get back to, you know, get back in the chair, sit down, relax. Max all cool. Shoot some b-ball outside of school. Hopefully everybody enjoyed uh, our guest, Kyle Flynn. Want to give a big uh, shout out to him. Thank you, Mr. Flynn. It was a great time uh, on Sunday having a guest back on here. Looking forward to getting some more. Uh, had some people reach out, say they were interested. Pumped to have him on here. Hopefully have more uh, great discussions like that. Um, and today, back to uh, you know the normal weekly show. Sorry, I'm a day late. reason I'm a day late is I have shit that goes on, folks. I'm a busy man. Uh, first and foremost, of course, was the lady child, the girl child. Ah, God, she is almost a lady now, man. Um, her, uh, senior award ceremony happened to be Tuesday night, got home real late, so didn't get a chance to record it on Tuesday. Finally got everything kind of wrapped up here on this weight vest Wednesday. Um, shout out to my friends at Revival Fitness for inviting me out to, to do a little weight vest Wednesday workout. It was cool. I'm tired. I'm sweaty. I'm gross. Taking a giant swig of water because I'm so thirsty. Anyway, it was a great time. Today's show, uh, a little bit different. We're going to, oh, not really different. We're, we're going to cover the, the same three segments we always cover here on the solo shows, Flying Solo. Uh, but they're all going to revolve around one thing. And I know many of you are going to say when we start and get into this, my God, is everybody going to talk about this? Yes, everyone should talk about this because thoughts, prayers, and moments of silence don't create action. That's it. It's time. It's time. And I think you all know what I'm talking about if you are alive on this day. I know that as I sat in my... Well, you know what? Before I do that, you know what? I'm not even going to jump into that. Look, we're just going to start and kick it off. I'm not even going to get into uh, how great the weekend was because it was awesome, obviously, wrapped up with the, the great conversation with the great and powerful Kyle Flynn. But let's get into news that matters to me. News that matters to me. I sat there on Tuesday night, sitting. Oh, I, I, as we were sitting there at the start of the senior award ceremony, and obviously everybody turns off their phone. Everything's kind of off. And as I sit next to the lush, she taps me on my shoulder and just kind of rolls her left wrist over to show me her her Apple Watch, and it says uh, school shooting in Texas uh, online. And here's the part that's kind of frustrating to me. My reaction was, ah, that was literally my reaction, huh? You know why? Because there's been 27 of them this year. 27 school shootings. And I I haven't done the research to see how many there have been since the whole Columbine thing. Um, but, uh, ladies and gentlemen, it, it, the biggest uh, fuck you to, by, uh, to Americans by the American government is the fact that these keep happening and nothing changes. We have the power to put the people in place to make those changes. And the people we've put in place haven't done it. 18 children dead. Three adults dead. By an 18-year-old with two guns, one of which was an AR. Got it. That he bought at a gun shop in Texas on his 18th birthday. You can't buy booze at 18. 
Some states don't even allow you to buy cigarettes at 18. You can't gamble at 18. Why are you allowed to buy a gun at 18? And before anybody gets crazy on this and comes at me with anything like, oh, Second Amendment, shut up. Shut up. I am pro-Second Amendment. I'm not telling anybody should lose their guns. I am saying it's too easy. For a year now, a year, a bill that was passed in the House has sat on the Senate floor that would require a federal background check to get a gun. Why does that sit for a year? And again, in that year, 27 school shootings by young people. By young people. I don't know what the average age is. It doesn't fucking matter. By young people who have purchased guns, or maybe they've come across them. And again, I'm not saying that you'll be able to get rid of. You'll be able to get rid of uh, guns that people come across for no reason. Or, or guns that have been uh, obtained in a, in a menacing way. You know, they stole a gun or an untraceable gun or whatever. I get it. The fact of the matter is, ladies and gentlemen, we do have a problem. It is not a gun problem. It is not a mental health problem. It's not a government problem. It's an entire system problem. An entire system problem. Do I think you should be able to own a gun? 100%. I do think you should be able to own a gun. Do I think you should have a background check before you should be able to get a gun? At the very least, to hunt in, in almost every state, to obtain a hunting license, you have to attend just one time, just one time. You have to attend a safety course. To drive a car, you have to attend a safety course and a class and learn and pass a test. It's not a requirement in most states for you to pass any type of test. And Texas, most of all, who normally, Texas, I'm on your side, but you pass laws that said you don't even have to take the test anymore. And I think the legal age is 18 still to buy a gun there without a background check just because we want to protect the Second Amendment. As much as people on the far right want to complain and argue about how the left is trying to take their guns, they have focused on that argument so very much that they have neglected to see the common sense things they could do to put in place. But they won't. And why has that bill sat on the floor of the Senate for over a year? Simple. The NRA lobby is too strong. Power is too strong. Government is power. Government is corrupt. So I'll tell you right now, you want to make a change. You want this to stop. Then we should keep talking about it. Don't let this become the news cycle that in three weeks, four weeks from now, we just stop talking about this because we've had our moments of silence and our thoughts and our prayers. Shove those up your ass and let's do something different. Midterm elections come in November. I challenge you, because I'm telling you what I will do right now. Voting is supposed to be private. You can't take a picture of it or you get in big trouble. I'm telling you right now. Every sitting member 
that comes up for election, I will vote for their opponent. I don't care the party. I don't. And you may say, well, what if they're, hey, I mean, what if their opponent is, is, is just not qualified? It's not good. What is making you think the people in there right now are? Look at where we are. They don't care about you. They care about power. They care about money. The ones that have been in there because they're all career politicians. That's what they are. It's not meant to be a career. I'm going to run through a list of fixes, I think, that could really help some of this that may mean nothing and I might be slightly off base on and it may not be realistic, but in my mind, they're common sense fixes. And I'll run on that just a minute. But this is, this is just unacceptable, guys. It, it has to be unacceptable to everyone and we have to keep talking about it. And you have to stop saying, don't take my guns away or all guns should be banned. Do you know what happens? I, I heard, and gosh... Three quarters of what of Jimmy Kimmel's rant last night uh, was great until he got to the end to use his examples. Australia had one school shooting. They made gun reform, and there, there's no more school shootings. In Scotland, in northern England, there was a school shooting. They made gun reform. There's no issue. The gun reform in those countries was to eliminate and take away all guns. Look at what happened with those two countries during the lockdown Look at it. Martial law was put into place and people tried to fight back and that's all they could do. Ladies and gentlemen, what happened in those two countries is the reason the Second Amendment was created. To protect its citizens against the tyranny of government when it isn't necessary. And look, I get it. I agree with you 100%. I agree with you 100% that I don't know who really needs an AR-15. I've shot them. They're fun. I know people with them, and they're responsible. They've gone to classes. They've learned to shoot them. They take them out and shoot them in a spot that's safe. They keep them locked away in a place that's safe. Some of them do have children, for those of you that are about to jump down that road, and they have them locked away. That's what it is. And they went about getting them in the right way. But the issue that, that everyone has to recognize is that rifles were created for hunting. Handguns are there for self-protection. ARs are built for one thing and one thing alone. To kill other humans. Now, the people I know that own them uh, just want to be sure that, that if anything were to happen to their family or, or the apocalypse or whatever was coming came, they know that there would be no doubt they'd be able to defend themselves to the utmost capability in their minds. And that's okay. Remember this open-minded stuff we talked about earlier. But I believe that moving forward, if at any moment in time someone wants to buy an AR-15 or anything of the such, there should be an additional class, an additional licensing, and that's the way it should happen. That's just, again, mine. And, and I'm sorry, if you are a felon, you don't get a gun. Just plain and simple. These are common sense things that our politicians use as leverage to get other things passed through as they appeal to their the people line in their pockets. That That is what happens. And this is not a political show, and I try to stay out of it as much as possible, but Jesus Christ, 27 school shootings in one year, when some of them may have been able to be avoided. The one this past week, that kid wouldn't have gotten a gun. Just saying. 
That's the way it's there. So I'm going to give you a couple of thoughts in, in, in my feeble mind of how I think this can be fixed. And I, again, I, I have no power in to do so, but to me, this makes common sense. First and foremost, if we are not all as a country pushing for term limits on all politicians at every level, then what are we doing? This is where we've gotten by allowing, we, we term limit the president who probably needs a longer term. We'll need a new guy coming in every four years or eight years when the other guys just learn the job or at some point or gal. I mean, like it, it, it's not great continuity if you really think about it. I don't want a dictator, but I mean, my God, maybe extend that a little bit. But those in power that make the laws, those that are the ones that are our, our legislative branch, both federally and in the state, never have to leave. That's insane. Mitch McConnell, Nancy Pelosi, Chuck Schumer, Lindsey Graham. How long have they been there? Why are they still there? They shouldn't. They shouldn't. Because I believe if there are term limits on those people, the peaks and valleys are significantly better. I really believe that. That's number one. Number two, end the war on drugs, period. But wait a minute, Senor Goldie. How in the world does ending the war on drugs apply to this? It is estimated that the United States government spends $51 billion a year, roughly, on the war on drugs. The initiatives that back the war on drugs. $51 billion. And what has that gotten them? Weed is now illegal in most states, and the states that make it, that make it legal for recreational use have seen tremendous tax revenue come in and no increase in crime. The cartels are out of control. One, because, hey, call it a conspiracy theory if you want. We actually provide them some of the weapons they have. That's cool. Um, but now uh, the, the opioid crisis and the fact that, you know, with heroin and, and with meth and, and these things of, of people dying due to, because they're laced with too much fentanyl, which will kill you in just the smallest amount. If you end the war on drugs, you legalize drugs, you tax them, but you regulate them the same way you regulate food. Guess what? Then you see a decrease in death from overdoses, from things laced with the wrong product. It's not a popular opinion. I understand that. But if you end that, you now have $51 billion that you are not spending on a fruitless war on a fruitless war that has nothing going on. Again, Goldie, I don't understand. Where are you going with this? Let me give you an example. There are currently 131,000 K-12 through schools in America. And again, what I'm about to propose is not an ultimate solution. There are many more things that have to happen, which is why I have this list. But this is one way we can start. 131,000 K-12 through schools in America. 
22, roughly 22 veterans commit suicide every day. That's what Mission 22 is all about. That's what the Wounded Warrior Project helps with. And a majority of the reason that these vets end up killing themselves, committing suicide, it's because they don't know what mission is next. Their entire career, their entire life has been mission-focused with everything they've done for this preposterous war that we fought for as many years as we did. They come home and they have no mission. I want to assign them a new mission. I want to take these highly trained individuals after, of course, the proper mental health checks and all the background checks and everything you need to do to do so, and I want to take and put an armed veteran as a patrol around the school. They can be a leader. They can be a symbol for that safety of that school. And it's a federal job. It's a federal job that pays $75,000 a year, roughly. Multiply that by 131000 It's $9.8 billion. Hmm. Where are we going to get that 9.8, Steve? We ended the war on drugs. $42 million down now. Every child in that school will be protected because you're going to also make that school a one-access school. Obviously, you have emergency exits, but those doors are locked and can only go out. Entry can only come through the front, and there better be a buzzer. Look at what I just told you. You could put two veterans in a federal job at every school. And let's say you did that you'd be at $19.6 billion. Hmm. Take that out of 51, and we're looking at uh, $31.4 billion. Still available. Okay? Just let that sit for a minute. Okay? On top of the tax revenue that would be coming in from the legalization of, uh, of drugs... Men who were trusted to protect our country would be trusted to protect our schools. Next, there needs to be a new war on drugs. And that needs to be focused on big pharma. Too many children are put on drugs. I listened to a gentleman who is a, Stan- a tenured Stanford professor talk about how when he was 10 he had this like this grunting tick where he to which his doctor said ah you know what we're not gonna do anything medicated right now we're just gonna give it a second he he might grow out of it and he did at 13 he didn't do it anymore it got progressively better and then it went away it was just something he did because it was just a mechanism I have watched my very own oldest boy child when he was around nah, 9 or 10. The Lush would have to confirm this for me on, on the age there. Uh, whenever he would stand and do anything, if he was standing still, his head would wobble back and forth, up and down, like, almost like he had Parkinson's. And I'm not making a joke there. That's literally just to give you a description of what it looked like. Or as if he was bopping his head to the beat of his own drum. We took him to the doctor. The doctor said, let's just see what happens. It probably just works itself out. It just may be something he does. It's fine. He's right. But what happens too many times 
is that those kids that have those two ticks, medication for Tourette's. There are people that I know that have children that their doctor initially thought they might be ADHD or they might potentially be on the spectrum of the autism spectrum of some kind. And the doctor's first response was, here are the drugs that will help that. Here are the drugs that will help that. Here are the drugs that will help that. Thankfully, both people that I know that have been in this situation have decided to push back and wait. They want to try different things. They've gone to other doctors and have gotten other methods and other things to relate with to try and work with their child, try and help them uh, work through whatever it may be. And when they finally got and exhausted all those options, then that next doctor said, all right, let's try these low dose of things to see how it works. And they've tried it and there was help. Great. I'm not saying all medicine is bad. I'm not saying all of pharma is bad. But what I'm telling you is that all we hear all of the time, school shootings, opioid epidemic. They go hand in hand, ladies and gentlemen. Think about it. How many old school shooters do you know? None. They're young. They're young. Look at the shooter in Buffalo. Look at the shooter uh, at that Asian church. Young. Do you know why? Because they've grown up in an age where if the kid has the slightest bit of anxiety or the slightest bout of depression, the first option is drugs. It's chemicals at a critical time in their growth and development that will change the chemistry of their body and their brain. That is how that stuff works. Do you know why we have a rash of these now? Is because of this. I believe that is a very strong root cause to this. Is it the main root cause? Absolutely not. I'm not giving away and giving a pass and blaming everything on Big Pharma. I'm not giving a pass to the government. I'm not giving a pass on what could be very common sense gun control laws. I'm, I'm not giving a pass on any of that. But what I'm saying is, is you have to start connecting the dots. That is where the issue comes in. Because it's just a constant cycle. Do you know that there was a, a study done by an NYU professor uh, on psychoactive uh, medications? 75% of all psychoactive medications are taken. 75% of all patients who take psychoactive medications are here in the United States. No other country has this many mass shootings. From people who we say, oh, it's a mental health problem. Again, I have now outlined for you why it is not a gun problem. It is not a mental health problem. It is not a government problem. It is a whole system problem. These are things that can fix that. 2016, there were 30,000 gun deaths. 30,000 gun deaths. And... When you run through the stats of what that is, 500 of the 30,000 came from mass shootings. The rest came from suicide or crime. I think there's a small part, uh, obviously, of police-involved shootings, good or bad, I'm not going down that road. Crime, suicide, 
mass shootings that we all have moments of silence for and pray for better mental health facilities? How about better medical systems in general? Taking that stance when your child shows a little bit of something, a little bit of something. Let that kid try and burn through it. Let him try to grow through it. Don't put him on drugs. That's that's what I think. And obviously, as is always the case, I am way open for discussion. But don't come at me with, they're not taking my guns away, or all guns need to go away. I won't listen to you. I promise I'll shut you down. I've talked about it before. Have an open mind. I will not talk to you if you are that... If you can't understand that there needs to be a middle ground here. There does. Across the board. Across the board. All right. That was what's in the news that matters to me. Let's get into sports. Sports! 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 Sports. Steve Kerr is a better leader than any... I'm sorry. Steve Kerr is currently displaying better leadership than any government official, period. If you haven't seen it, please go watch and go find, Google it, YouTube it, ESPN, I think it's still on there. You can find it anywhere. Look at Steve Kerr's address to the media uh, after finding out about the Texas school shooting. Steve Kerr, who, by the way, his father, I believe I read uh, when he was little, was gunned down. Watch. Watch his emotional plea. He's right. Just plain and simple, I'm just going to tell you, he's right. And that's, that's for sports, that's all I want to talk about. That's it. I don't, I don't have anything else. So let's move on. How to be a better human. How to be a good human. Good, better, the same, right? Have a backbone. Have a backbone. What does that mean? What that means is have a backbone. Stand up. Stand up now. Stand up for what's right. Stand up for correction. No more moments of silence. No more thoughts and prayers. Stand up. It's time to take action. It's time to either vote these people out or demand change. By having a backbone as a human being, you stand for what you have. Is that going to make some people upset? Absolutely. I just talked about the opposites on all this. But if you've never stood up for anything, then you stand for nothing. Backbone. You must have a backbone. You must stand up. You must say, enough is enough. It's time to make a change. We need to fix what's wrong. Life is not about... I just posted something on my Instagram story. I think it was either this morning or yesterday. I can't remember. It's been a, it's been a whirlwind. Life. Life is not about being successful. Life is not about being stubborn. Life is about feeling happy and making the world around you better. You can't do that hiding. You can't 
You may feel safe and all warm and cozy hiding behind that rock or under that blanket, but how are you making an impact on this world? How are you making the world a better place? But I'm just one person, Goldie. It only takes one. It does. It's a ripple effect. So for the love of God, stand up. Stand out. Let's make this world a better place. Let's make everyone's life better, safer. There are ways to do it. Having a backbone also means understanding when you're wrong and admitting it. Stand for what you want. Be there. Be open-minded to what the opposition is saying to you. And when you're wrong, and I mean factually wrong, not theoretically wrong, it's okay to admit it. Any politician, in any, any person in government or in power involved with the state of Texas that allowed the release of those seven laws roughly, I think it was two years ago, that made it basically as easy as possible to get a gun. And that may also be sitting and holding up a bill that will help make it harder for anyone, including mental health uh, issue people. Uh, just admit you're wrong. You made a mistake. It's okay. It's better for everyone. Have a backbone. Stand up. That's all I got for you tonight, guys. Not as silly as usual. I love you all. Thank you very much for listening. Please feel free to share the podcast. If you have any comments, questions, concerns, you know where to find me. All right, guys. Have a great night. Deuces.